What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Process Podcast. After a couple weeks off, uh, my best friend Nick Veronica and I are back to talk about the Bills offseason. Um, offseason gets started next week, March 16th, with the uh, league year kicking off. Lots of moves to be done yet in the offseason for the Buffalo Bills before the new season kicks off. We go over all of it right here on the Process Podcast. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And most importantly, remember to always trust the process. All right, man. So let's see how we do after uh, probably being a little bit rusty, having a couple weeks off. You know, uh, I was sick. You were sick. Uh, I was on Some vacation. Some of us went to week. Disney. I went to Disney for work, quote unquote work. Last <laughs> what work? Yeah, we had our sales meeting. Is that what you're calling it now? Every year we do our sales meeting somewhere. This past week we had our sales meeting for the year in Orlando. Uh, rented this like bougie house with a bowling alley and arcade and nothing worked in the house. It was like a bougie ghetto, if that makes sense, for the house, right? And uh, part of the experience was um, we got to do a VIP tour of the Disney parks. So didn't have to wait in any lines, nothing. And we wanted food, didn't have to wait in line for food. We wanted to go on rides, didn't have to wait on, in line for rides. Like, absolutely nothing. I can never do Disney the, the excuse me for saying this, but I can never do Disney the peasant way ever again. Like, the only way to do Disney from now on is through VIP tours and, and all of that. It was, it was right. phenomenal. Charlie, I'm going to try to salvage this opening here and say, <laughs> hopefully... This is how the Buffalo Bills now feel in free agency. They don't need to wait in line. They don't need to wait for people to call back. When Brandon Bean gets on the phone, people answer. That's what I'm hoping. Well, what about when those free agents, which I'll, I want to ask you about that rumor going around. What about when these two big defensive free agents are calling Brandon Bean? Is Brandon Bean answering the phone? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any truth to that rumor at all. Okay, well, then we'll, we'll squash it right now. Okay, Nick says there's no truth. I believe you. I don't know. It just, it just, like the tweets just seem kind of sketchy to me. It does, I mean, look, uh, it, it's on Twitter. So how much can you believe going on on the Twitter universe? Um, you know, I will say before we get into everything, this is the one time year that I really wish that uh, Twitter had a way just to silence like all of Bill's Mafia because every time there's a trade or every time something happens – someone, multiple people, well, why aren't the Bills trading for that guy? Why aren't the Bills doing that? People, keep in mind, there's a cap space, and the Bills don't have any of that space right now to go out and sign or trade for guys like a Khalil Mack or other players who yeah. are currently on the trade block. Yeah, somebody, I heard Khalil Mack got traded today, and then I didn't, I hadn't seen the return yet, and somebody at work goes, oh my gosh, what do you think the trade was for? And of course, you know, these things don't exist in a vacuum, I said, What's what's his cap hit? What's his cap you know, contract situation? How many years is he under? Uh, his cap hit's thirty million. So I said, yeah. oh, well, in that case, the Bears probably had to almost entice someone to take him. So I guessed a second and a fourth, and it turned out to be a second and a sixth. I thought that was a pretty good guess. Yeah, I mean, and it was a good uh, good pickup by the Chargers. I mean, that defensive line is going to be a little scary now. Um, you know, going into next year, but still not too worried. I think the AFC West is just kind of going to be a bunch of, you know, eight and eight teams who, you know, except maybe Kansas City may be able to pull away at some point. But there's going to be a lot of teams there who are just going to, you know, beat each other throughout the year. And I, I don't know if that's really going to help or hurt that division in any way. 
Yeah, the, the Raiders. I almost feel bad for Raiders fans in a weird way because Derek Carr is like better than most people thought he would have turned out, and he's still clearly the fourth best quarterback in his division. Unbelievable, right? And I'm not a big Derek Carr guy, but I definitely agree with you on that. He's definitely the fourth best quarterback in that division. Um, but Nick, let's bring it all back into to the Buffalo Bills. Um, let's start with the salary cap situation. The Bills uh, cut recently in the last couple of days, cut John Feliciano, part of ways with my favorite Bills player, AJ Klein, uh, saved some money, <laughs> got themselves under the cap, and they currently have 559000 $395 um, in cap space. Which is nothing. No, really nothing. Um, so I, I, obviously there's more moves coming. Looking at uh, the current roster bubble, you know, we have names on there like a Mitch Morris, a Daryl Williams, uh, Cole Beasley, uh, Star, Cody Ford, Matt Hack, Andre Smith, or, you know, just to name a few guys on that list. Um I think needless to say, you know, looking at this list, I think Cole Beasley is an obvious cut or trade. Uh, the team has already said that they've, you know, have, have allowed him to go out and try to find a trade. I don't know if there will be a trade partner for him, um, but it, it is an option for them to also cut him. They would save just over $6 million if they cut him, um, you know, b- b- before June 1st. Uh, what are your thoughts on that list? Who who might be on the bubble? Who Buffalo may part ways with? Maybe even restructure. I think restructuring is a big deal. Um, and I want to ask you, speaking of restructuring, can Josh Allen maybe fall under that situation as well in restructuring that big contract, or even a Stephon Diggs? All right. So yeah, I tweeted out this uh, this big chart a couple of times this week. Uh, again, when they cut Klein and Feliciano. So, I mean, these are everyone on this list is people who are quote unquote on the roster bubble in terms of uh, the, you know, their production you could give or take, and it's a huge cap savings uh, to cut them. So, anybody on that list saves at least a million dollars. You know, there's other people that you maybe could cut, but they don't save too much. And I didn't include people on here who are obviously in the long term plans. So, uh, Mitch Morse is is uh, I have him on here because cutting him saves eight and a half million dollars. I don't think that they're going to cut him. Uh, they did. I mean, they already asked him to restructure once and take a pay cut. So could they do it again? I mean, that's kind of maybe that's harsh, but maybe it's the business. I don't know. But I think he's somebody that they're going to keep around. Uh, Daryl Williams is somebody we talked about at length. And you text me after after I was on the shout podcast daryl williams got um, an extension from the bills last offseason they paid him to be the right tackle and he was pretty lousy at it so i think that there's a pretty good chance that they say daryl we paid you uh you know nine almost ten million dollars to be a tackle and now you're a guard so we can't pay you tackle money to be a guard I mm-hmm. think, but I, I feel like they like him. They like the versatility. I mean, he could say, no, sorry, I'm not taking less. You're just going to have to cut me. Um, I think there's a good chance that they restructure him, lower that cap hit a little bit, keep him around. I And I will say, um, I think Darrell Williams looked a lot more comfortable at guard than when he did at tackle throughout the year last year. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, it's not like they need tackles. I mean, if there's an injury, he can maybe kick back, but they got, they seem to have tackles set. It's more of the interior line that, is uh, really worrisome. 
Yes, I would agree with that. Cole Beasley, let's talk here. I am firmly on the record that I think that they will cut Cole Beasley, save $6.1 million to let him go. They have Isaiah McKenzie who can step into that role, even if Kenzie's new, new contract ends up being not much of a savings or even a little bit more. You, you just don't need two, two of those guys, I don't think. Right. But I got to ask you, so the, you know, the report is out there. It's con- confirmed the Bills are letting Cole Beasley seek a trade. Uh, you can, if you, let, let's say you are any other general manager out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can read the tea leaves. You know, what's going on. Why would you trade for Cole Beasley when you could probably just get him for free next week? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Why, why would you make a move? I mean, maybe Buffalo says, look, if we can't trade him, we'll hold on to him. Um, maybe Buffalo says, look, Cole, there's well, no trade. Well, sort of, there's an asterisk Cole Beasley gets a $500,000 roster bonus on the fourth day of the league year. So okay. opens March 16th, I want to say. Is that right? Uh, yes, March 16th. That okay. is correct. Guess what? March 20th, $500,000. Go to Cole Beasley. I think he's cut before that. I think they're, they're, they they got this news out there ahead of time. They're trying to find a trade partner. And if it doesn't happen, do, he's out. Do you think the Bills could sit down and say, look, Cole, there's no trade market for you. You know, Let's renegotiate, take a pay cut for us. Do you think Cole Beasley is going to do that? Absolutely not. But, <laughs> but I, I, truthfully, I figured I, I, I honestly think they already asked him to take a pay cut, hmm. and part of the reason why he's going out and, and, and trying to find a new trade partner, or a new team, is because he does not want to take said pay cut. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that would be an assumption on his part that he will not get these seven point six million dollars that his cap hit is this year. He must feel he would not get that if he was on the open market. I would agree. Um, I mean, I think no matter where he goes, he's not going to make the money he's going to make this year, right? right. Unless it's, unless he's traded, right? Right. Unless he's traded. The, that's also that's part of the you know the the mind game in a, in asking someone to renegotiate is they have to try to figure out. Well, you know, I signed a ten million dollar deal. I kind of wanted my ten million, but if they cut me, it's not guaranteed. I don't get any of that. How much can I make on the open market? I have to move. I have to find you know whatever right. whatever. I mean, he, don't forget, he's also in the final year of his contract. He'll be 34 uh, by the time that contract is up. Um, you know, not really on the plus side of 30 at that, you know, on the, on the, on the negative side of 30. He's on the, well, I guess you could say negative side of 30. But he's over 30. He's on the wrong side. There you go. He's on the wrong side of 30. See, look, the rust is starting to show. He's on the wrong side of 30. The, the first time I referred to it is the wrong side since turning 30, and it feels dirty. Yeah, thirty-one. Wait till wait till you look at this list and see. Oh, Mitch Morris is only thirty-one. I thought he was like forty. <laughs> he's been injured so much. You think he's older? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but I mean, Cole Beasley. I, I think the whole thing around Cole Beasley is interesting because yes, you Isaiah McKenzie is an option, but given what happened this year with this coaching staff, is Isaiah McKenzie really an option? You know, is he going to want to come back? I mean, I think the one way that Buffalo could entice him to come back and say, look, we'll bring you back, but we're not going to put you on, on punter kick returns, which I, I thought he did fine at. I, I, I had no issues with him returning punts or returning kicks. Um, but I think Buffalo needs to go out and find a, an actual punt returner, uh, you know, to take that role over and let, you know, let Isaiah McKenzie cook. Yeah, I don't think, like, that. Why if you wanted to keep a guy around, why would you tell him, yeah, sure, go go look at a trade? No, I, I agree, but I mean, 
my thought is I think Cole Beasley all depends on what happens with Isaiah McKenzie. If there's interest in Isaiah McKenzie's camp, then go ahead and cut Cole Beasley. But if Isaiah McKenzie's camp is saying, look, we're going to walk, I, you know, keep Cole Beasley. He's still a productive receiver. Mm -hmm. He had 82 catches two years in a row. Um, He can still move the chains. He can still get open. He's one of the better route runners in the league. Uh, He had how many catches? 82 catches again this year. Back to back years. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant, you meant, you meant McKenzie. I'm like, no, 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 no. Not McKenzie. Not McKenzie. (laughs) No, okay, my apologies. Um, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley had 82 catches this year. Um, he, he's a guy that I would keep around if I can't figure out what the heck I'm going to do with McKenzie. Because I mean, let's face it, I feel like after that game against New England, and I know it was only one game, but he had a few good games for Buffalo after that as well. But McKenzie showed enough of the league what he can go out and do that it might come back to bite Buffalo in the butt if they let him get to free agency. Yeah, I could see the Giants throwing a bunch of money at him. Yeah, I mean, the Giants got some money to spend. Um, You know, one other team, and we know the way that he likes to work, another team that always jumps off to me that I always worry about is uh, the New England Patriots. Hmm. Bill Belichick always likes to go get guys who carve him up the year before. So that's the team that scares me. Don't forget the Giants only have currently about $6.5 million to play with. So Hmm. not a ton of money, but I don't think you're Hmm. offering Isaiah McKenzie, six and a half million dollar contract. All right. So uh, next on our list here, Klein has already been cut. Feliciano has already been cut. Do you think Feliciano was cut due to his take on Buffalo pizza? <laughs> I can only hope. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if, if you want to like get into it here, Cole Beasley was obviously the biggest character problem in terms of, of just COVID incidents and making it about himself and, going on Twitter rants and dropping mm-hmm. new, then, you know, dropping new music as soon as he was going to get off Twitter, you know, just, right. just, uh, it's weird because fingers crossed, it seems like we're getting past a lot of the pandemic restrictions. The NFL took away the, the rules. It's like Colby's like maybe would have been fine now, but I think it's like, he already burned a lot of that bridge. And if, you know, so Colby was like the number one, problem child of covid like in the whole nfl basically until aaron Rodgers had the the vaccine stuff uh <laughs> aaron, aaron Rodgers was a blessing to cole beasley yeah i mean john feliciano was probably second on that list for the bills yeah and, and he, he gave, was you know not not close to beasley level but he was still probably second so um just interesting that i feel like sean mcdermott may have maybe taken that just a little bit personal that these guys weren't willing to put the team first, weren't willing to, you know, everybody else had to go through these extra protocols and stuff. So interesting that he was, he was quickly, quickly let go. Anyway, Tyler Manikiewicz. possibly not going nowhere, not going anywhere. All right. He's on the list because cutting him saves two and a half million dollars. He played the most snaps of anyone on special teams last year, which is why I don't think he's going anywhere. I suppose it's possible they could ask him to restructure, but he's not making a ton of money. It's just that his dead cap hit is 750K, which is which is nothing. So if they wanted right. to cut him, they could. Well, I think that's also what made AJ Klein so attractive to cut as well, is his dead cap hit was only 400K. You mm-hmm. know, same thing with Feliciano. Feliciano's only carrying a, a million and a half in, a, in dead cap space, which Cole Beasley would, would carry as well if they cut Cole Beasley. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you look at these guys who have the, the lower dead cap. I think 
knowing Brandon Bean and what the Bills had to do to get out of that, you know, dead cap purgatory that they were in. Um, I think trying to f- cut these guys who have have a, 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 a very low dead cap is not a bad option. But I don't I don't see Manikavich going nowhere. Uh, I think he's too mm-hmm. much of a leader on the special teams, and we know how much uh, this coaching staff values. Yeah. I think I think it's possible you could even see a, a small extension on him. Yeah, you know he's he's uh, on the wrong side of thirty, Charlie. But he is uh, <laughs> he's a special teamer. Like he doesn't, you right. know. Right. No, I, I agree. like, like, they like I having agree. him around. I could see some kind of a small extension there, trying to knock down that cap number. All right, next guy. Been interesting for a few years on the cap bubble. Star Latulule. He only played twenty nine percent of snaps last year. The thing is, it still doesn't save that much money to cut him. His cap savings would only be $1.5 million. There is an asterisk on that. If they make him a post-June 1st cut, which they can cut him at any time and designate him post-June 1st, then that would save $4.1 million on this year's cap and and then basically would be split up over two years, his dead cap would be. So I could see that maybe, but I think the point where the Bills are at in their franchise being in go-for-it mode, I think they would be willing to keep a veteran guy like that around. Um, yeah, you know, Star's tough, you know, given his money. I, I would hope he's a guy that you can go to and say, look, you know, you took a year off because of COVID. You didn't get vaccinated. Then you missed X amount of games because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, he, he's a guy that you look at, hopefully, that they could take a pay cut with. I don't want to see them extend that contract at all. No. Nope. You know, I want any way out of that that I can at the end of next season, at the end of 2023. I mean, if you they know. don't cut him this year, I think he's definitely, uh, you know, one of the biggest roster bubble guys next year. Well, and I think at, you know, $5 million in dead cap, again, like we just said, this team trying to stay away from that dead cap situation. Um you know, obviously, I, if he gets cut, he's not cut before June first. It makes no sense to cut him before June first. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could do it before June first. You would just designate him as right. opposed to June right. 1st. It would, it would make no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, he, he's a guy. I, I, I'm with you. I could see him coming back, kind of still being that veteran guy for another year, um, especially because you don't know what's going to happen on the defensive line currently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you know Ed Oliver's back, but where's Harrison Phillips? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or or who do you bring in maybe in the draft or free agency to take over that that spot as That's well? I true. think I think what they do in free agency and what they do in the draft is going to determine what happens with Star. Mm-hmm. I could, I could almost see a scenario where you have a player like Star, who's a veteran, who's kind of not producing what he's worth anymore, but at the contract's hard. I could see he's the type of veteran that they keep around all camp and then at the end of camp maybe they're cutting him seeing else what seeing what else they got or after you go through a whole camp then you then you say to him again yeah we think we're gonna cut you this is your last chance to restructure and then yeah. we'll see if his tone change i mean it sucks i mean it's a business so right he but well, he, well, he seems to fit into like like you know you're thinking of like veteran players like that like he right. seems like like that kind of guy do you think stars another guy that buff can go to and say look you know, go see what's out there for a trade market for you. I, I don't think anyone would take that contract. I don't think anyone's no, dumb I enough. Don't, I don't think so. You know, the, let, let's face it. It's, the NFL is different than the NHL. There's no cap floor you have to be at. 
So it's not like teams are going to try to trade for a big contract like that just to get at the cap floor. Yeah, the Bills would basically have to like trade someone a pick and entice them to take it. Dude, I would trade Star in a seventh for a seventh round pick and be content with that. Wait, why would another team send a seventh and get a seventh? They get a th- well, okay, fine. A star, give Star in a seventh and a sixth. It'd be like, a seventh. like a like a pick swap, like Star in a fifth for a a seventh or something. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Is that I'm either way. Just get get do what you got to do. I'm fine with whatever you got to do to get rid of him. But you know, going on. But, but I mean, he's star. not he's not he, a horrible player. He's, no, he's used. But his production value is down so much from what is expected of him in that mm-hmm. role, and from where he was last, from where he was before he left. You know, it took a season off. I think everyone ex- was expecting him to come back and be so much better than what he was. Mm-hmm. You know, if you would have told me that Harrison Phillips was going to take Star's job more or less throughout the year, I would have told you you were wrong. Yeah, the only thing I can say for him is that, I mean, he's never been known as a pass rusher. He's always been a guy who can anchor, a guy who's 30 against the run, and that is one of their their biggest problems on the line is that they can't stop the run. So that seems to be working in his favor. But it, it's interesting, you know, and the money makes it kind of weird. So no, that's one, that's one to watch. Him. If I had to guess right now, I think he stays around, but – that could that could change after camp, in my opinion. I would agree with you, um, Cody Ford. Nick, yeah, I'm so sorry. I was just, I'm ask sorry. About, oh, no, okay. I was just go, about go to, to ask ahead. you about Cody Ford. Um, I think he's a guy that I think you and I have both been pretty vocal on on the show before in the past, and um, I'm just ready to you know take the scissors and <laughs> you know cut the strings and say see you later. I've I've given up on the Cody Ford experiment. I know there's a lot of people who were kind of beating the um, pound away at the sand and pound the pavement saying, look, give Cody Ford another chance. But at this point, the guy has taken such a huge, huge step back from mm-hmm. year one mm-hmm. to where he is now that I don't see him getting back to that year one uh, ability that, that he showed. I mean, his rookie year, he, I was comfortable with him playing guard in the NFL. Now mm-hmm. I don't want him on the field at all protecting yeah. my quarterback. I mean, he's a weird case because he's still young. He's still sort of cheap. He's one of their draft picks. You know that they love their draft picks. He's and the, he's been a guy who's been bounced around a lot his whole career. They kept trying to make him a tackle, and he just wasn't a tackle. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, maybe you say, okay, you know, you tell him at the end of the offseason, listen, you're just a guard. Don't worry about tackle. Like only focus on being the best guard you can be. You can come and compete for a job. I mean, the thing is that he's. I mean, even if he stays, he only costs $2.4 million, right? If they cut him, they save $1.5 million. Like, it's it's a savings, but it's not not that much of a savings. So I could, I could certainly see, a, you know, see a, a reason that they would keep him around. Or you could say, you know what? We cut him, and that's going to pay for two of our draft picks. It's going to be, you know, that 1.5 savings, you know? We're going right. to pay two of our lesser guys. So... I don't see him like maybe the only way he gets in the roster is if either someone gets hurt or they say, you know, just come compete for the job and he happens to win it. But do you, do you need, you could have a rookie that would apply just the same and he would be cheaper. So I think he's, he's fallen out of favor at least last year, unless there's something else going on about why he was not playing. I think he's, uh, I have him down here as a as a red box, which means I think he's gone. I would agree. I'd agree with that. Um, I'm good with cutting him. I'm ready to see him go. 
good riddance. Um, These last two guys were the two easiest goodbyes for me. Right. So let me ask you this. Matt Hack, the punter. Um, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Good. See you later. Bye. Right. I, I, I mean, I don't know where, where he's living, but I'm sure he packed up in yeah. uh, January and just moved out. He's like, well, I'm gone. Um, There's a guy, a punter out of San Diego State that I've heard has been like very attractive as a, as an up and coming punter in the league. Um, So, yeah, I, I mean, sure. It worked out so far with Tyler Bass bringing in a, a big leg rookie. Do it with the punter too. I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, don't need to spend any time on that. See you later. Cut you. Yes. Goodbye. Okay. Um, final one is Andre Smith. Uh, he that obviously doesn't play a lot of defense. He's a straight special teamer. But he's um, not. That's the thing. He's not even that much of a special teamer. When I was going through making this list, I said, I'm, you know, I had admittedly taken a couple of weeks away from the Bills, and I said. Who's Andre Smith? <laughs> so, was he, oh, he must have been on injured reserve all year. Okay, that's right. No, no, no. Nope. He was still there. He played zero snaps on defense and the eighth most snaps on special teams. He uh, is expected he would carry 1.2 million of a cap hit next year with only 125k dead cap. Uh, see you, Andre Smith. Yeah, uh, he could be a guy too that I could see them cutting and then bring him back for you know, a low salary later on in free agency. I don't think too many teams are going to be jumping at the bit to go and sign an Andre Smith. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe Jacksonville. They like their special teamers. Buffalo special teams coaches in Jacksonville now. Uh, so maybe the Jaguars bring them in. Interesting. But so, Nick, moving on to the potential free agents for the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills. Well, before we do that, we should mention, if the Bills cut Daryl Williams, uh, cut Beasley, cut Klein, Feliciano, Ford, Hack, and Smith, that would open up about $25 million mm-hmm. for this Bills team, which would allow them to go out and sign some of their own guys. Now, Nick, going down the list, looking at this current Bills list, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name you the names here, and you tell me after we're done what you think. Uh, you, should, Jerry, you, just want, you just want a quick like up or down right away? Yeah, just get, give me a yes or no. Uh, Jerry Hughes, 34 years old. Um, had a pretty big contract. Jerry Hughes is welcome to come back on a team friendly deal, which I don't think he would want. I think he's going to want the more money, so I would guess he's gone. Okay, uh, I'm with you on if you can get him on a team friendly deal, yes, bring him back. I think mm-hmm. he's a, a good leader for the young, often their young defensive ends that the Bills do have. Mm-hmm. Um, seems to like it here, he's been around a while, yeah. And by the way, let's just say the Bills won that trade. Straight up, they won <laughs> the Jerry Hughes trade. One of the Cal- few drought trades that they won. Calvin Shepard, I think, is a, a is like a defensive quality coach somewhere, and Jerry Hughes still playing in the league. So good for the Bills. Good trade there by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Mario Addison. See ya. Yeah, I'm good. AJ Klein's obviously gone. Emmanuel Sanders, I'm good. See you later. Uh, yeah, he may retire. Yeah, well, he's not coming back either way, correct? I really doubt it. Uh, Vernon Butler. Vernon Butler, he's, he's interesting. He's I think still... he's going to be too expensive for what they get out of him. He's on the good side of thirty. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that just hurts. <laughs> um, you know, if you again, I think if you can get him back on something more team friendly, uh, he was making about five million dollars a year with his last contract. Um, obviously, there's familiarity with him coming from Carolina and Sean McDermott and all of that. Um, 
you know, he, he only played 26 and a half percent of the snaps last year, given the rotation on that defensive line. But I did think he showed times where he flashed on the defensive line and really helped out and, and stepped in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, know. he's just got a big cap at like he was seven he and a half million last year. He does. He does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if you can get him back something a little bit cheaper, again, given the amount of snaps that he played last year, see what you can do, uh, you know, as far as bringing him back. Um, obviously, Moses Trubisky, gone. All right, I, well, I let's, let's, talk, let's talk real quick about, about backup quarterback in general. Okay, sign like, Fitzpatrick. I, There's I think the next they, topic. they might have to spend a decent amount of money on that, and it's a weird thing to say because it's like not really helping your team. But if you want like a quote unquote proven backup, that could cost several million dollars. So Trubisky was cheap this year, but I don't know. Can I sing you a song, Nick? I don't know. Oh, 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 Fitz Magic. <laughs> you know. Bring Fitz Magic back. It's it's I mean Do it's... you think he would he would he come here for like the veteran minimum? Absolutely, dude. The dude came to a playoff game and took his damn shirt off at the stands. Really going to go back for a veteran? I know that guy knew what he was doing. Right, like, come on, he was selling Buffalo on him. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm okay if they could get him back. And he's a guy who can prove that he can still win in this league. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Went healthy. He did fine in Miami two years ago. He just couldn't stay healthy last year in Washington. And and let alone he was the starter in Washington over Tyler Haneke, who I kind of like Tyler Haneke. I don't think he's going to be available for backup, but I, I kind of like him. Um, but you can go out and, and, and sign him. I'm fine with Fitzpatrick coming in and being your backup. Because don't don't forget, they lost Davis Webb. Davis Webb is now with the Giants. They lost Jake Fromm, who is also now with the Giants. Um, so there's, there's, there's really no other quarterbacks currently in, um, you know, currently hanging out at one Bills drive other than Joshua Allen. If for some reason they don't get fits, I think Marcus Mariota is interesting. I don't hate that idea, but he's going to cost you. Fair. He's going to cost you money. Don't, given what has happened the last couple days in the league with the Russell Wilson trade and the Carson Wentz trade, I could see guys like a Marcus Mariota getting one of those jobs on one of those rebuilding teams. I don't want to call the Colts rebuilding, but. Um, you know, without a without a big quarterback, I don't know how good the Colts are really going to be. Um, right, so, listen, I want to hear your thoughts on Levi Wallace. To me, this is like one of the, the the big questions that the Bills have to ask themselves. So, if the rumors that you said are not true, are true, they could, I have no idea. They could. Right, it right. just well, seemed like they, some they, dude on they, Twitter you believe, right? just you throwing out a take and calling it reporting. Um. If they are true, the one name that keeps popping in my head, given what we saw saying that it was two big name free agents that could completely change a Buffalo Bills defense. The one name that I think of right away is J.C. Jackson. That's interesting. And it it would be such a nice change where you'd be taking a guy away from the Patriots. And you'd be getting... Yes, I just made such a point to always, always try to hurt your like division opponents, mm-hmm. even you know, yeah. And I, that would that would be good. Some people are like, oh, maybe it's Stephon Gilmore. I'm like, no, no, he's no. not a big name free agent at this point of his career. He's on the bad side of thirty. Like, no, um, 
if you can go and get a guy like JC Jackson, yes, you're you're getting a guy from New England finally for once, right? But on top of it, you're getting a guy who could play, you know, cornerback two behind um uh behind Trey White. And not for nothing, if Trey White goes down or Trey White can't start the year, I'm fine with Jackson being cornerback two and uh JC Jackson being Q, being C B one and Dane Jackson being, you know, C B two. You know, maybe maybe get uh, three more Jackson. We can have the Jackson's five, Jackson five on the defensive <laughs> line. But hey, um, I'm 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 good with the two Jackson on the outside if, if that's how you need to start the year. Um, but it, Levi Wallace, like like you said, is interesting. Um, JC Jackson's younger than I thought. He's only 26. He is young. He's still young. Uh, coming off of his rookie contract on top of it. So yeah, I mean, I don't you think he's going to sign for a lot of money though? Uh. Yes and no. I mean, it all depends. I, I, you know, there's some guys out there whose dream is to win a Super Bowl, and there's some guys out there whose dream is to make hundreds of millions of dollars and not know what to do with it. So I'll be curious to see which, which, where he is. All right, I got um, uh, Spot Track has a, a thing on their site where they just project market value. Yes. They are projecting him five years, $104 million. So what's the cap hit on that? Average salary is like 21 <laughs> so who, who who else can the bills cut to afford him and still sign everybody else i mean i mean they have comparable players to him from a cap perspective jalen ramsey marshawn Lattimore, marlon humphrey tredavious white yeah well hey look if that's what you got to do to pay and and stop uh uh tyreek hill from you know Scoring a sixty-yard touchdown with two minutes left, then that's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, I mean? I'm, not, I'm not trying to, to, you know, thump all over your idea here. No, 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 love, no. love JC Jackson. I just, I, I'm with you. I think I'm he's got a lot of respect around the league. I think he might take a huge, huge payday. As far as Levi Wallace goes, I, I've liked Levi Wallace. I've hated Levi Wallace. I've had a love-hate relationship with Levi Wallace through most of the year, uh, most mm-hmm. of the last what three seasons. I think he's been in Buffalo. Um. He's shown flashes of being good. He's shown flashes of being really bad. Um, if you can bring him back on something cheap, sure. Bring him back another year on something cheap. It's just adding to that depth uh, with your defensive backs, and and he can be that guy. And maybe, maybe that's what Buffalo needs, just another guy to come in and be that depth mm-hmm. piece. If he's willing to do that, I just don't know how many teams are going to want to bring him in and put him in that quarterback two role mm-hmm. um, after kind of what they saw the last few weeks out of him in Buffalo. Yep. I mean, I think if I had to just, just totally guess how, how it will play out, I think for him, even though he might like it here, he might like that this is the team that took him on as an undrafted free agent. I think this free agency cycle is probably his chance to go and get life-changing money for his family. And I think he's going to go out there and find the biggest thing he can get, which I don't think will be from Buffalo. So on one hand, I see the Bills saying, cornerback such a valuable position our star guys coming off an acl we should go get a veteran like that should be their big splash move and on the other hand i could also see them being like we're gonna use our first pick on a cornerback yeah uh i wouldn't be disappointed if that happens either um you know i i hate that free agency comes before the draft like i really wish it really? was the other way around yeah yeah i think you'd see so many different um you know, teams drafting or or signing players so much differently if the draft came first and you see, okay, look, we got a guy who we feel like can step in and be cornerback two to start. We don't need this guy who's a free agent. 
potential. Wow, that's such an interesting thing. I mean, you're thinking about what baseball just went through with, with the yeah, you know, the players association. I would think the players association would hate that. Oh, I'm if, sure the players would hate it, but as a fan, could, I would like know, it so much more. If they could say, why would I, you know, why would I sign this veteran when I could just draft someone cheaper? I don't think that, that would be. And plus, it would be it would be baloney. You have proven guys here. You don't know what you're getting in the draft, really. No, I mean, absolutely. You're, you're you're not wrong, but I think it cha- would change so much of what teams are doing with bubble guys like a Levi Wallace, for example. Right? I can go out and draft a guy who, in my opinion, will be just as good as Levi Wallace and be cheaper than Levi Wallace potentially. Right? But definitely. If I can go and draft the guy now, then I know I don't need to go and sign a Levi Wallace. Whereas if I'm Buffalo and I sign Levi Wallace, I'd sign him to maybe a one-year deal if you could get him back on a one-year deal and see what you can get in the draft or see what you can get in free agency. And if you cut him um, in, in, in in training camp or after training camp, then you cut him, and it is what it is. And you got something better to, to take over his spot. But hmm. if you can bring him back on something cheaper, one, maybe a two-year deal, something cap-friendly, something with a low dead cap hit, if you sign him to a multi-year deal, uh, then I'm okay with it, but I'm okay if he walks. All right. You are Brandon Bean. You've been talking with Levi Wallace's agent for five hours. He says, I'm tired of this. What's your 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 best offer here? I would do – so what was he at? He was at uh, almost $3 million with his last contract. I mean, I think he's getting a lot more than, than that. I mean, look, if, if I'm Buffalo – if you can get him at two years for four mil a year, I take that. Do you think he should take that? I don't care. I, I'm Brandon Bean. <laughs> I'm telling you what, what I've what I'm giving you, right? Um, okay, it's basically that. That's my point. I think Levi Wallace has enough film out there on a good team where he can get double that on the market from somebody yeah. else. And I no, think I, I being agree. an undrafted guy, I think this is his chance to go cash in. I think you know Levi Waz is signing four for twenty five with a bad team. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I you think he signed four for twenty four? Really? I, I, I just picked numbers, man. But like, he, I think he, he's going to be looking for term. He's going to be looking for you know, like, like, not, not that football players make bad money, but it's not like you can't live on that forever, most likely. Right. You know, right. In a football player type of lifestyle. I mean, I mean, I think he's. This is his chance. I think he's he's looking for term and money and guarantees, and I don't know who's a bad team. With Houston's going to sign him four years, twenty six million. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, Houston would be a team that I would definitely say would sign a Levi Wallace type of player, um, <laughs> which is not a compliment. No, which is not a compliment. But, but you know, more or less meaning like they have a lot of cast space. Go and sign a guy like Levi Wallace who can come in and you know you're still rebuilding. If he stays long term, he's still young. Mm-hmm. You're not hurting yourself long term. Uh, you know, if you sign him to a five year deal, mm-hmm. right? He's still young. Um, oh wow! Can still be developed. I, as well. I didn't he's only twenty seven. Spotrack also has a, a cap, uh, a market projection for Wallace. They project him at nine point six million average salary, so even higher than I was given. Yeah, no. Then if that if that's what they're no. See you later. I'm good. He can walk. Okay. They um, have they they guess three years twenty eight mil. Holy shit! No, I'm good. I'm good. He can walk at that price. Um, yeah. So, so Nick, uh, another name on this list is Ike Botker. Mm-hmm. Um, thought he played pretty well stepping in at guard last year. 
Mm-hmm. Versatile. Uh, very versatile. Um, no money's in guarantees last season. He's still young, 28 years old, on the good side of 30. What are our thoughts on the uh, – thoughts like, are you got to stop saying that. That's my yeah, thought. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, look, I, my big thing with this offensive line, bring back as many guys from the offensive line last year as you can and continue building that continuity on that offensive mm-hmm. line. Right. You I cut, yeah. You cut John Feliciano, say they cut Cody Ford. I'm good with moving some of that money over into Ike Bacher. Okay. Bring him back. Uh I have this sense and I don't know why, but I have a feeling that Ike Bacher likes being here. I think he's willing yeah. to resign if the Bills will have him. I don't think he's gonna I mean, maybe he even goes out and like tests the water a little bit and doesn't get quite the money he was hoping for and comes back and resigns for something reasonable. I think yeah, that could happen. Um, and I mean, he played fifty over fifty percent of the snaps last year on the offensive line, so that I think that says something too with him. Uh, Taiwan Jones, safe to say, special team or maybe back something cheap, you know, whatever. I mean, they didn't even use him. He was like right, like wasn't he inactive? He's a gunner every game. He was a gunner. Okay, every game. Yeah, he played. He played. You know, obviously not a lot of snaps, but he strictly just played. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of your guy, Matt Breida. <laughs> yeah, Matt, so Matt Breida did not play a lot of snaps either. Uh, Matt Breida, free agent. Obviously, I think he's walking. I think that's safe to say. Yep. Um, Bobby Hart's probably walking. He's see gone. Uh, Brian Cox Jr., maybe bring him back, throw him on the practice squad, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, another name here on this list that we have to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, Obata on the defensive line. I didn't think he had a bad year. He had such a good camp and then didn't do as much in the game. So I would say he's he's a guy who's fighting for cheap. a spot in camp. Yeah, I mean, bring him back, see what you can do in camp. Something cheap, maybe. Uh, don't overspend on him. Uh, I'm going to get to the most important person I feel like on this list in a little yes, bit. Yes, who's down here so low because he was previously had a low contract. Is that who we're yes, thinking of? Yes, and we'll get there in a little bit. Uh Two guys on the defensive line here, Nick, we have to talk about. Justin Zimmer and Harrison Phillips are both free agents. Uh, did not oh, I, Justin Zimmer, I thought Justin you were going to talk to me old. about Harrison Phillips. I thought that's who No, you were there's talking. another name who is – I'm sure you know who he is now. But, well, uh, yeah. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But You're um, talking about an O-lineman. No, I'm talking about a, uh, a wide receiver, Nick. Oh. you give it away. Okay. Well, I, I thought we had passed everybody no, on this. No. We haven't oh. gone over him yet. Okay. We, we sort of – Okay. We'll touch uh, on him a little bit more. Okay. Harrison uh, Phillips. I thought I, you know, going into last season, if I had a bet on it, I would have said he would not be getting a contract. I think Harrison Phillips had a very strong second half of the season, really came on and made a difference. I think he played himself into a contract extension. I think he likes being here. I think the bills might get a slight hometown discount. I think he gets maybe three years at, four-ish million dollars a year. I think something short and, and get him some money, bring him back in the fold. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> the one thing that's kind of upset me with Harrison Phillips is I think that everyone thought that he was going to really step in and be that uh, Kyle Williams guy in the defensive line right away, and he he wasn't, right? Um, however, throughout the year last season, he showed flashes of being that guy on the defensive line. So, you know, uh, I'm good with 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 bringing him back. I like Harrison Phillips a lot. Um, you know, I've liked him really since they brought him in. If he can stay healthy, continue to bring him back. Um, according to Sport Track, now let me know if this changes your mind, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is carrying a market value of two years at just over ten million dollars, ten point eight million dollars per year. 
Uh, no, average salary would be five point five million. All right, and when and I said four million years, so maybe he's there's some kind of Buffalo discount in there. I don't know. I think okay. that that's that's in the ballpark. Yeah, if you do two years for nine million, you go with two years for for nine total. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'd be okay with that too. Um, I think if you if you drop more than five million dollars a year, yeah. I, know, I think you're overpaying. I mean, I know that they rotate the line a lot. I wonder if he would be interested in like a lesser salary with some playing time incentives. Could be. Um, you know, obviously he had rookie incentives going into last season. So um be curious to see where that goes. What about Justin Zimmer? Who, by the way, did not realize Justin Zimmer was 30 years old. Yeah. Okay. So before, again, before last year, I probably would have had an opposite take. And I would have said maybe Zimmer and probably not Phillips. And I think this year that kind of switched for me. Zimmer, he's got a high motor. He does make a few like real nice plays, but he's, I, I have not felt enough consistency from him to, to me he's a guy who's in camp fighting for a roster spot if he chooses to be back here he is a restricted free agent so oh so they the bills can basically put whatever number they want on him and then bring him back and then make him fight for a spot and then maybe still cut him so that, that feels right to me that is correct um the other restricted free agent on this team is rick ryan bates which is who um, I thought you were about to talk to me about. Uh, yeah, I say, yeah, bring bring him back. I'm yes. good. Yeah, uh, listen, all you need to know, Josh Allen, your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, likes this offensive lineman. That's all you need to know. He's not right. expensive. The guy, right. the quarterback, trusts him. It seems like, sure, he's back. Fine. That's all I care about. Bring him back. Good. Uh, obviously, now the guy I was trying to get to, Isaiah McKenzie. What are you doing with Isaiah McKenzie? What what? If everything that we talked about earlier, Cole Beasley gets cut, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're Isaiah McKenzie, are you, are you re-signing in Buffalo? I think that's the biggest question. All right. Uh, th- I think the two aspects, or the one aspect, I guess, is really just comes down to what is Isaiah McKenzie like want for his life? This is the first time he's going to have some freedom to choose where he plays. I think he's going to have a market if he were to test free agency. I think there's a real possibility that Brian Dable and the Giants are willing to throw enough money at him to lure him away. And it's really just going to come down to what does he want? If you're, what would I do if I were him? I would, I want to win a ring. So I'm staying in Buffalo. I'm resigning. I'm trying to slide into the Cole Beasley role and I'm whatever you got to have it out with Sean McDermott over what happened with special teams in the returning. Like you have it out, you talk, you know, apparently, apparently Sean McDermott came and talked to his own team about 13 seconds. I don't know if he's going to talk to a guy about why he benched him, basically. But um, as as long as you know everything's cool between him and the coaching staff, why would you not want to come back in this situation? You have, if not the best, then the most fun quarterback in the league could be your guy. He trusts you. You you know. What what is what is wrong with, with with sliding him in into the Cole Beasley role? Like it almost makes too much sense, and like there must be other things at play. But m- maybe he's kind of pissed at McDermott. I don't know. Maybe he just wants you, the biggest payday. I don't know. With what we said before about Cole Beasley and John Feliciano with their COVID stance, don't forget Isaiah McKenzie was one who was kind of quiet, but also very big against all this COVID stuff going on. He was fined. Fourteen thousand dollars for not wearing a mask. 
Um, could some of their beef that they had be over all this COVID stuff and what the coaches wanted and first what the players wanted? And could that have led to some beef between them? All things are, are possible. You know, something I still think about is uh, the Tim Graham story about, did you, did you read the one about Thanksgiving? No, I did not. I did not know there was one. For it was uh, Isaiah McKenzie just like put a message on Twitter that he was hungry and somebody was like, yo, you got to come over. Yes. For... Okay. I saw the whole story on the news too. Yeah. Okay. So Isaiah McKenzie goes to some random fan's house on Thanksgiving and just shows up and eats with them. And like, on one hand, that's an amazing story. And then on the other hand, you got to remember that this was a guy, this was right before the Patriots game. Was it Thanksgiving or Christmas? Maybe it was Christmas Eve. I forget. Anyway, he goes over to some fan's house and has dinner with their whole family, which is on one hand amazing. And on the other hand, still like at, at a very high point of the pandemic, and this guy who had been benched, who had, you know, gotten out of the doghouse, finally going to get a chance to start. And he's risking going to get COVID like without thinking about it. That would keep it like right. just, just really just a weird... I hate that 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 took away from a from a hilarious story, but it's so weird that like the Isaiah McKenzie game like very easily could have not happened if someone in the house would have happened to infect him, and he just no, I, just I, seemingly just would have pissed away the biggest opportunity of his life. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. You put it that way. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I, look, at the end of the day, I think Isaiah McKenzie on given everybody on this list that we mentioned of free agents of Bills free agents. To me, Isaiah McKenzie is the most important one of the entire list. So that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, Nick, real quick before so, hold on. so okay. okay, you're you're Brandon Bean, and I'm Isaiah McKenzie's agent, and say, yeah, listen, he would he would like to be back, but he's got offers. You know, the Giants are coming for him. Time to put up. Let's see. Let's hear your offer. If I'm Brandon Bean, and lo- thank goodness I'm not right now. Um, I'm going out and I'm offering Isaiah McKenzie a contract of uh, probably go three years for McKenzie at $4 million a year. I'm sorry. This is Joe Shane on the other line. I got to take this. All right. (laughs) You don't think that's enough. You you think that they're going to come out and offer Isaiah McKenzie six, $7 million a year? I think whatever it is, I think the Giants – most likely have the ability to outbid Buffalo and it would have to the Giants be... don't have a lot of cap space. They they gotta get tricky too. They only uh, have yeah, six million dollars of cap I space, mean, don't forget. I think they're not gonna be good next year. I think that they, they can probably move on from a lot of guys, open a lot of that okay. up. Okay. I I there's gonna be some turnover with a new regime. I Okay. I don't know. I, I think that they could figure out a way to outbid the bills if they so choose. And I think the bills best selling point is going to have to be the fit. Okay. Um, I mean, but no, I don't think why if you, I think someone in the NFL would pay him more than 4 million. Yeah. But, and you might be right. I mean, there's teams out there, you know, always need a wide receiver, but Buffalo needs the guy with some speed right now. And I think if I'm Buffalo, if, if Joe Shane's on the other line and Joe Shane wants to give you, you know, trying to give him more money, I'm matching whatever they're willing to give you at this point. Like, okay. Do what you got to do to bring him back. Obviously, don't go stupid and go spend $8 million a year on the guy. Okay. What if but, they say four years at $6 million a year? 
I'm okay with that. You're moving some yeah. of that money from Cole Beasley over into what yeah. you'd be I mean, like, there. like that. That's where I start going. Like, ooh, I don't know if I really, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's almost like being in a, like a like a fantasy draft in an auction. Like, ooh, right. that's more than I wanted to pay, but I got my guy. You know, right, right. I mean, look, and, and truthfully, right now the Bills haven't done much with their own guys. You know, as far as the bigger name guys that we mentioned on this list, a lot of the lower name special teams guys they've brought back already. You know, today they resigned Jay Kumaro. Um, so and we know how Brandon Bean, operate, Brandon Bean operates. He did it last season as well. Took it right to the wire with Matt Milano. Took it right to the wire with John Feliciano. Um, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if a, a deal for Isaiah McKenzie gets done in the 11th hour. You know, if, if, if I'm Brandon Bean, I'm not letting him get the free agency. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah, I know. So uh, I'm not even letting him get to the tampering window at that point. <laughs> um. Do you want to talk about this now? I think there's a way they extend Stefan Diggs in a way that lowers his cap hit. Uh, I would agree with that. And I think there's some kind of way which we saw um, Kansas City do last year with Patrick Mahomes' contract. I think there's also a way to move some money around for Josh Allen as well and get that cap hit down too. But I, I, have seen the, because, I have seen the Diggs rumors. Yeah. I mean, Allen – I mean, the, we have we went 52 minutes, and then we didn't mention like the overarching principle of the offseason here is that this is the last year Josh Allen is relatively inexpensive. Then right. his cap hits balloon in 2023. All right, he's 16 million this year, 39 million in 2023, 41 million in 2024. Like this is the year that they need to like really go for it. Whatever whatever move they can make, it, you know, it's it's. They need to go for it, is what I'm saying. So, so, so let me ask you that before you get into the Stefan Diggs thing, real quick. Uh-huh. You're talking about the Bills going for it. The last two teams to win the Super Bowl went for it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay went out and did everything they could. They built the team. I mean, obviously, it helps when you have Tom Brady, you know, but they brought in every star player they that did. They, they had, could. they had, I mean, they need Leonard Fournette just came in out of nowhere, like right. just anybody they needed, right? Um, you know, brought Gronk back, all that. Yep. This year, um, you know, you saw the team in 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 the Rams win the Super Bowl, went out and got their quarterback. They went out and did everything they could. They went, went out and got Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Um, got Von Miller. Miller. Right, got Von Miller, right? If you're Brandon Bean, do you look at what happened those last two years and say, look, I'm willing to trade the future of my franchise, first-round picks, second round picks, you know, high round draft picks to go out and get guys who can come in and help me now hmm. and, and, and go and win now. I mean, do you feel like the bills need to go out and make that big splash in free agency or, you know, or even trading, you know, trading for players, or do you think that they can go out and, 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 you know, more or less, uh, you know, strike twice here and go and sign guys like a, Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde, who maybe weren't used correctly on the previous teams or were coming off of big injuries on the previous teams and come to Buffalo and, and, and in the words of Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott, become the best versions of themselves yeah. here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Do you think Lightning can strike twice doing that? I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't. <laughs> but I also don't think they need to go out and get a um, big name free agent either. I think this 2022 Bills team is going to be a very good team either way whether they go out and get those big name free agents or not or, or, yeah. or big name trades. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing with the, the free agents is you got to find a way to pay everybody. It, that's and I mean, even when you make a trade, right, you got to find a way to send money out and bring enough money in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, uh, unless you're going to go out and sign a guy like a Chris Jones or Chandler Jones and and, and get guys mm-hmm. for for cheap. You know what I'm talking myself into here is the Bills, if if they find a player like that, they send a draft pick and Starla to lay back, kind of <laughs> even out the cap number a little bit and and add add draft picks to incentivize them to take stars contract yeah i I mean look hey that would be a great way to go um you know let them take all the stars contracts so you don't have to pay them anything so it's no dead dead cap space i'd like that um but the the the, it has to be out there right if i'm buffalo i'm not jumping Mm -hmm. um you know through too many hoops to go and try to bend over backwards try to go sign that splash free agent if i don't have the money to do it yeah, um, I mean, like the the big names are some defensive ends out there, but those those are huge money guys. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Even with wide receivers, you know, there's talks about DK Metcalf maybe being on the trade block. There's talks about Tyler Lockett being on the trade block. Mm-hmm. Two guys that I'd love to be wide receiver twos in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. However, you know, or even Tyler Lockett in the slot. Whew, scary. Um, but uh, you don't have the money to do it. I wouldn't. Well, Metcalf still has rookie deal, so he's not expensive That's yet. True. That's true. That's true. That that's a very good point that I forgot. He is still on his rookie deal. That is a very good point. I mean, what are you giving up for a guy who's got one year left on his contract? I mean, third. Would you take a third round pick for DK Metcalf? If I was Seattle, yeah, maybe a third this year and a fifth or you know maybe a third and a fifth. I guess it kind of depends what their plans are for this year. Because, I mean, right now you're getting inexpensive production out of the guy. But if you don't – if the Seahawks don't think they're going to be able to resign him next year or don't think that's, you know, how, how their team build is looking, then I would think that they would listen to that. I think they're probably hoping for higher than third. But mm-hmm. who knows? If, I, if, I'm, if I'm Seattle, I'm waiting to see where we are uh, come trade deadline. And hold on to DK until yes. trade deadline and yes. let him be a trade deadline guy. Um, which at and that yeah, point, if I'm Brandon Bean, I'm making a move. Yeah, and that's a great point too. The team you start with is not the team you have to finish with. No, no. You Again, look at all in all. I mean, I know he got hurt and I know Cooper Cup was the star of the Super Bowl, but Odell Beckham made a difference in, uh, in LA for the Rams. I mean – it's a guy that you got to worry about covering and that, you know, if you're double covering him, you can't double cover Cooper cup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you double cover Stefan Diggs, you can't double cover DK Metcalf, you know, but in all honesty, I'll be honest, the wider, the outside wide receivers isn't something I worry too much about given what we saw from Gabe Davis. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, there's been uh, so much playoffs. talk on, online about receivers this off season. Mm-hmm. Like, Gabe Davis just had four touchdowns in a playoff game. Right. Let, let me give you this name because I'm seeing this name going around too online. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a guy who can play in the slot. You know, uh, some people see him as a tight end too. Some people see him maybe playing a slot guy. Um, Evan Ingram is a name who's floating around there a lot. And obviously, mm-hmm. given the connections with Brandon Bean and Joe Shane, you know, is, is there a deal maybe to be worked out there where you can bring Evan Ingram in to maybe be that tight end too uh, type of role? Um, you know, put him out in the slot in situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would take Evan Ingram over Gronk, and obviously the the Gronk rumors with with him wanting to come to Buffalo are I don't know if they're true or not. But yeah, I was I was just going to ask about Gronk, but Evan Ingram, I wanted like three or four years ago, and kept saying the Giants have the dumbest 
the like the worst GM in football and Dave Gettleman and, and they did Brandon Bean, you know, worked with him in Carolina. Like he needs to leverage that connection and try to get whatever he can get, like always trade with Dave Gettleman. And it never happened. It never worked out. And honestly, he kind of regressed from like, like a good rookie year. He had a bad case of the drops, like almost always. Like, I don't know that he's, he's that big of an upgrade. Like you, you look at him and like, he's got the tools and the size and everything that you want and just hasn't been able to put together. So mm-hmm. maybe if uh, Josh Allen was thrown to him instead of Eli and Daniel Jones, that would make a difference, but he's not been the difference maker that I had hoped he would be on many of my fantasy teams. Uh, yeah, you actually traded him to me. Uh, <laughs> <Sucker>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you hundred um, percent. You know, maybe he just needs a good quarterback. Maybe you get him around a guy like a Josh Allen, um, you know, makes a whole difference in his career. Um, I don't think, you know, like I said, I would take him over a, over a Gronk, but Again, the situation has to be right for Buffalo, and and and, and the the number has to be right that you're trading away. I'm not trading away, you know, a day one, day two draft pick for him. If you can move a day three draft pick for him, sure, sure. You know, maybe a couple day three draft picks. I'm fine with that. Do you do you want Gronk at any price? <laughs> the only good thing with Gronk, <laughs> um, and I and I honestly I haven't watched him enough now the last few years. Um, the only good thing with Gronk is that you know he can be a leader and continue to help grow a guy like a Dawson Knox, somewhat, Rob Gronkowski, right? leader, a leader, right? But but he can help. He, he's a good run blocker. Gronk is, you know, at least he was in New England. Again, I haven't watched him much the last two years, so I can't talk on what he did in Tampa. Um, but the I'm also thing not... I can see Rob Gronkowski leading is the conga line. <laughs> uh, He'd be like, yeah, as long as he's leading the conga line down uh, Hurdle Avenue or, <laughs> yeah. or, 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 or down Elmwood uh, after a Bill Super Bowl, I'm fine with that. But no, I, I, I could live or, you know, I could give or take with, with Gronk. I'm not really, if they sign Gronk, great, cool, cool story. If they don't, yeah. I'm fine with that. Like, First, no he, he doesn't feel like a McDermott guy to me. Uh, no, I would agree with you. He's definitely not a McDermott guy. Definitely not. And by the way, if they sign him, like he has to allow Trey White to do an elbow drop <laughs> off of like the top of the goalpost and mm-hmm. elbow drop Gronk through a table or something. Still I'm weird that, that the Bills like just didn't respond after that. Right. I would agree. I would agree. Totally different team though now. Totally different team now. Um, second to last question for you. Okay. Last Bills related question. That the last question is not okay. Bills related, but. Um, most important position the Bills need to address before the draft. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Um, you and I have been saying maybe that this feels like like overkill looking back on it, but I, I had almost thought at one point we had said we would be okay if the Bills spent every single draft pick on offensive and defensive linemen. Yes. Uh, I'm going to, that sounds a little harsh uh, at this point. I don't, people keep saying like they should take a receiver in the first, like it doesn't make any sense to me. I still no. think interior offensive line, the whole defensive line and before, before the draft, before the draft. Yes. Go, right. Go right, right. I'm saying, I'm saying those are okay. your dra- 
excuse me, those are your, your draft needs, allegedly. Um, you don't know who's going to follow to you. You don't know if that's going to be a plug-and-play kind of guy. Probably not. <sighs> defensive ends, I – I mean, they need better performance from defensive end, but the vet, like the good players are so expensive that it's hard for me to see that coming in. And they did just spend their two top picks on defensive ends. So mm -hmm. I think I don't know that I see a huge deal come in there. And you could say, well, if they lose Jerry Hughes and they lose um, – Mario Addison. Yes, Addison and F.A. Obata doesn't come back. And, you know, that's going to be a lot of turnover there. So they're going to need somebody. And I hear that. I just I just don't like there's good names out there. I just don't know that the Bills have money for that. Um, defensive I think the Bills front seven looks very different next season. The whole front seven. Who? I mean, I mean, outside, are you, outside are you outside thinking of, uh, Tremaine Edmonds gets traded in that rumor? I, I have a crazy feeling. I It's it's. It's out there. Someone put it out there. That's not just fan say. It's out there somewhere. Someone's put it out there to kind of, okay, he's available. Let's face it. Tremaine Edmonds hasn't turned into that player that I think everyone, oh, he's young, he's young. I get it. But he has turned into that player that I think Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier thought he was going to be when they signed him. You know what I mean? Um yeah, I mean, but he's also he's got one year left on his deal. Who's got, how much? Would you, how much are you getting in, in trade value for a guy with one year left? Sign and trade. Can you can you work out a sign and trade deal? I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm just saying, you know, if if I can move him in a third round pick for a guy, you know, there's a great free agent out there right now who just got cut by Seattle and Bobby Wagner, who's led that team in tackles year after year, who was a um, uh, Super Bowl MVP at mm -hmm. one point. If I can, if I can swap out Tremaine Edmonds for Bobby Wagner, sign me up. Yeah, sign me so up. My my brother asked me about that, and I said, you know what? In my head, I'm thinking of like 2018 Bobby Wagner. Like I, I haven't seen enough of him lately. No, I agree with you because you obviously we don't see enough uh, with Seattle, you know, being here on the East Coast, but. Um, no, he's still good, man. He's still, uh, you know, a, a, a scary player. He's a good leader. <laughs> you know, talk about leadership on the defense side of the ball. Um, but I'll be curious to see what happens with Tremaine Edmonds. And obviously, I think, you know, wh whatever happens with uh, – if they don't bring Phyllis back, they're going to have to find a replacement for him and obviously with the rest of the guys on the defensive line. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I, I'm with ahead. you, though. You know, I think you you go and you draft offense and defensive line. I'll, I'll draft. Yeah, so I guess that would leave cornerback as the position to target in free agency. And again, I think Sean McDermott would love to have a first-round cornerback come on the team. It's just it's so hard to know who's going to follow you when the Bills are drafting as low as they are. Like you're almost waiting and taking best available, and you can't really bank on that. You know, the, there's that corner. Speaking of first-round cornerbacks, there's that cornerback from LSU who's coming out, Stingley. Um, and if I'm the first 24 teams in the draft, like I'm staying away from him. But if I'm drafting at 25, sign me up, bring him to Buffalo because he's that damn good. But it's probably going to be a top 10 pick anyway. Hmm. Um, but I agree with you 100%. Uh, cornerback has to be the, the position I think you need to address early on in free agency. Go get a guy who can come in and, and be a solid number two for you because you Buffalo really hasn't had that solid number two um, since they had – 
Nikel Roby and uh, hmm. uh, Stefan Gilmore here. All right. Uh, the only other thing that's kind of on my mind is uh, guard, bringing in a guard like Roger Saffold, who just got released. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A bigger name. Babe, I mean, a, a top name guard should not cost you like an outrageous money. So that's they need they need to get better play from their interior line and they need to block better for Josh and they just, you know, even even running holes. So that that is an option for me where they could greatly improve without spending a ton of money. RB2. I think it's another one. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking earlier. So I mean, I'm I know that we we, we both prefer Singletary to Moss, but if it's not like Moss is not expensive, it's like sort of fine if he comes back. You know who I want them to add at a running back? Who? Somebody whose name I don't know. Just draft the dude, okay? Like, well, you know, everyone's favorite. Uh, third round, uh, draft Antonio them. Williams is gone. He's in New York. <laughs> He's with the Giants as well. Um, so, I, I mean, look, go, go get a guy. I'm not going to say it. I'm not. They do have Christian Wade on the roster, who is a guy with some speed. <laughs> but, you know, I don't see him being that, that, that RB2 unless he's completely, you know, learned the game of football in two years and – you know, can step in. My main thing, if you're going to go get a running back to go and get a guy with, with a lot of speed, because that's what you need at running back. You have no, no running back currently on your roster outside of Matt Breda, who's obviously not coming back. You have no running back on your roster currently who has any, any type of speed, no guy who's going to, who's going to win a 40 yard dash against a defensive, uh, hmm. defensive player. In my head, I haven't like looked this up, but I feel like those guys are so over, like the super fast guys are so overvalued in the draft, and it's yeah. like that doesn't always translate. Like I need, I need game speed. I need sneaky speed. I need getting you know wiggle and through for running between the tackles. Okay, I don't know. It seems like like I mean, if you're drafting a running back in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. Get a guy who can catch, a guy who's a willing pass blocker, and a guy who's got that sneaky game speed. Right? I don't need a four-four because anyone who's left who runs a four-four just must must be terrible at something else to still be on the board. Yeah, I okay. Look, look, I in my opinion, with what Buffalo has done with the running back position, going out and drafting every guy at that position, and really signing the guy in the off season and not using him. I think this is the year that Buffalo goes out and signs a guy in free agency. He's going to step in and be running back too. And we see a lot more of Zach Moss on the bench next season. I don't it's want to waste draft and running back, go out and sign a guy, get that done early and bring in the guy who you say, Nick is, is like you said, speed is overvalued in the draft. Once they get to the league. Yeah. They might have that speed, but they may, may not be the best running back, mm-hmm. but go and get me a guy who, who, you know, has been in that RB2 role before mm-hmm. and can step in and continue to do that behind Devin Singletary. Random aside, was CJ Spiller ahead of his time or was he just not a good professional running back? I think CJ Spiller was ahead of his time on a bad team. Okay. Bad coaching. I like that answer. Yeah, yeah. I think CJ Spiller was ahead of his time on, on a bad team with bad coaching. You know, I, I honestly, and I, I might sound stupid, I think C.J. Spiller could have been what everyone thought Reggie Bush was going to be. I was thinking of Reggie Bush just now, yes, too, also exactly. ahead of his time. Also, yes, yes. Who, by the way, is the only player in the league to hold 
negative rushing yards throughout the season <laughs> with the Buffalo Bills. Um, okay, I do got to say, I, I interviewed him in like in that season, and he was like, took it very well. Was like very gentlemanly about it. So I've heard he was very professional through that whole season. Yes, he was. You everything. So uh, good to know. Uh, final question for you, Nick. Mm-hmm. This is not Bills related, um, but I'm 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 going to kind of rephrase the question a little bit. So I was eavesdropping on one of my wife's meetings today. And and one question that they had going around on their big team meeting was if you can go back in history to any historical event, now you can't change the outcome, but you can be there witnessing said historical event. What event would it be? So given that this is not a history podcast Mm -hmm. and this is a sports podcast, I'm going to rephrase a little bit. If you go back to any historical sporting event, you can't change the outcome of the event, but you can go and witness the event. What event are you going to go witness? I'll give you mine after you give me your answer. Um, I'm thinking Miracle on Ice. I had the exact same answer. <laughs> I had the exact <laughs> nice. same answer. I think, nice. I, think I, was, that... I was trying to like, there's so many like iconic games, but a lot of them get that iconicness later. Like, like the game. You know, the band is on the field. You know, right. you're like, oh, that was kind of, you know, weird. Then you go home and like, maybe you didn't know it was a famous game. But like, everyone seemed to know that that was incredible right when it happened. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think I gave her without a, you know, without a second to guess. Oh, I'm like 1980 Miracle on for sure. All right. I t- it took me a little while to get there, but. But, but I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. That's why we do a podcast together. That's why we're okay. best friends. So it's I, great. I got uh, one question for you before we get out of here. Okay. Have you played Hurdle? I have not. I did see that you did share it uh, about do you it play, this week. Do you play Wordle? So I do not play Wordle. I've tried to get into it. haven't gotten into it. However, I am going to give Hurdle a shot uh, tomorrow. I will be in my office tomorrow. I'll need something to get me going with my morning coffee. So I will be playing the lovely yes. Buffalo Bills Wordle yes. version. If, you, if you've stayed with us through an hour and a quarter of podcast, you are being rewarded learning <laughs> about Hurdle. It is a Bills Mafia themed Wordle game. All the answers are Bills football related. I did a story about it at WIVB.com. I know this is a separate thing. I try to keep my work and, and my pod separate here, but I'm just plugging it. If you're a pure person who wants to go read about it, uh, just, just literally Google Hurdle Bills Wordle game, something like that. It'll come up. Um, I mean, it's 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 Wordle and it's Josh Allen hurdling a guy, so it's Hurdle. Um, I'm, not, I, I'm gonna a little bit to my own horn. Like I'm I'm good. I'm okay at Wordle. Like I'm pretty good. I've never gotten it in one guess before. I got the Hurdle on the first guess today and felt so like that was like the high one of the highlights of of my day. And it's like it's not exactly fair because you know we we know the potential word bank i guess right but right um it did, didn't matter still felt great not gonna felt great. i'm gonna uh i'm gonna get this try tomorrow and, and and see where we get uh i'll definitely check it out um if you haven't checked it out which it, it's all in your dms at this point nick but uh for the listeners who haven't listened uh the sabers did play jack eichel and the vegas golden knights tonight the sabers did win that game However, if you have not listened to Jack Eichel's post-game, post-game comments, do yourself a favor, go take a listen. We're going to talk about it next week on the podcast. But that's all we got for you guys this week. Thanks to our sponsors, Ethos Performance Rehab. Uh, give them a call today. Dr. Nick, uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Matt, Nick's twin brother. Dr. Matt, great guy. 
Love him. Uh, give Dr. Matt a shout. Let him know the process sent to you. You can find Nick on Twitter at Nick Veronica or on Facebook. Um, at How do they find you on Facebook, Nick? By Nick Veronica? Facebook.com slash by Nick Veronica. Boom. By Nick Veronica. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter at the underscore process pod or myself on Twitter at childwit68. Appreciate you guys all tuning in. We're back. We're with you guys now throughout the offseason. Appreciate all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. And most importantly, remember to always trust the process.